Uh, what time you guys do it at? <laughs> Welcome in to another awkward start to an episode. Of <laughs> I'm your host, Bruno, joined as always by AJ Haefeli and Evan Rowell. We're here to talk a lot of NHL bubble hockey, basically, because that is what we have to talk about. Actual proper hockey, an entire week of it. Imagine that, having all of that. So I want to start off with, for you two, AJ, you and I kind of talked about the round robin teams the other day, but I want to know which team has been most impressive to you guys in the elimination rounds. Uh, the Islanders. Oh, okay. Wow. Big, big shot. Right there. <laughs> Not yeah. Long. I mean, you know, with their, uh, <clears throat> with their domination and dismissal of the lowly Panthers, I think they've positioned themselves as the team to beat out East. Over Carolina. Over everybody, Carolina. over all of them, man. So, Tampa, so. Tampa Bay is oh well, nothing Arizona. Tampa Bay is working in their boots. <laughs> I uh, I don't think Tampa's too worried about the Islanders. Yo, you know? they're gonna rip roar their way through all of Florida, okay? And then they're just gonna work their way up the coast, smashing anybody in their way. It's gonna be Godzilla esque. <laughs> Godzilla esque. I didn't know today was a joke podcast. You know what? They're all joke podcasts. <laughs> Evan, how about you? Give no, tell me not New York. <laughs> no, it's Carolina looked legit. Okay. Those, I mean, admittedly, I don't think the Rangers were going to be much competition for them. Yeah, come on. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so hit the sound effect. The, boop. the, the uh-huh. Rangers were bad. Yeah, but... The Hurricanes dominated them, and they did. They got good goaltending, which I was not expecting. I thought that was going to be the one thing that would give the Rangers a game. Didn't happen. Uh, and they did it without Dougie Hamilton, who apparently was back on the ice. Uh, and I don't know what's going on with Brett Pesci, if he's coming back too. But that's a, that's a good-looking team. And honestly, Montreal, I knew they were good structurally. That's why I didn't think they were the worst team in this whole thing. But they've looked... Pretty good because I thought Pittsburgh was going to steamroll them, and I'm pretty impressed. The Montreal carry prices have looked pretty good. Yeah. I I thought what Carolina did it was such a power move in holding Dougie Hamilton back, and then as soon as they run through the Rangers, they're like, "Oh, Dougie Hamilton's back," yeah. and it was like, "Dude," <laughs> they straight up were like, "We don't need that dude to beat these guys." They didn't. Yeah, they <laughs> didn't. All. like. It wasn't even close. They had no need for Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, your like, boys, they got Svetch. Dude, I, I told y'all he was about to put on a show. He was going to go off. It's, uh, yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm actually going to agree with Chad on this one. I, I think that Montreal looks good because Pittsburgh sucks. I'm, I'm so, so blown away at how mediocre they are. And honestly, Evgeny Malkin looks terrible. Pittsburgh, to me, seems wildly inconsistent. I agree that Malkin has looked bad, but they will come out and have one like insane period where if Montreal just weathers that period, they can't come even close to playing a full 60. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the In game one, they they had 
Montreal on the ropes and Carey Price held him in it. Yeah. And, but when I watch Pittsburgh, Crosby's line looks great, but yeah, Malkin's line. Zucker, I know he scored a couple goals, but he does not look like he fits in right now with them. And I know I don't know how much time he even got with them in the regular season, but not much. It doesn't he doesn't look great and it's disappointing because I think Crosby still looks really good and Malkin's yeah. just kind of not not doing his part. Yeah, Crosby looks oh he he still looks really good. Um I don't know that he looks top three player in the world good, but I'm I would say Nathan McKinnon hasn't looked like that either yet. Definitely not. Um it's no big surprise that no one said any teams from the West. Dude, it looks so talk. bad. Yeah, the especially in the play-in round, all the teams in the West, even the teams that are winning their series, it has not been pretty hot at all. <laughs> let's, like, let's be real here. Calgary advanced over a Winnipeg team that lost two of its best forwards in game one. Yep. And like they got like one shift out of Mark Shifley in that whole series. It wasn't like it was late in game one. They lost him immediately in that game. It's It's been ridiculous. Like, I was so annoyed because, like, I picked Winnipeg thinking that that forward depth was going to win out, right? And then, then there they was get no hurt. Forward. And it's like, <laughs> well. Andrew Cup, first line center. Well, like, and you're, like, their best player, their best forwards in that series were Ehlers, Lowry, and Cop. And like that's a that's a great formula for how you lose in four. Yeah, yeah. The West, that Minnesota Vancouver series is so hard to watch. Brutal. I've watched a little bit of it, and it's brutal. It's and then the Chicago Edmonton series is a lot of fun to watch because my team's not involved with it or anything like that. But I think both. I mean, we expected that from Chicago, but Edmonton fans got to be losing their freaking minds right now. Dude. Edmonton, Chicago is like a train wreck. It's super interesting, and you don't want to look away, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Just bet bet the over on that series yeah. every <laughs> game. Every single time. Uh, hard, to, hard to argue with that one. I, the, the teams as a whole, I mean, I don't know. Goaltending, extremely suspect outside of Hellebuck, who got – ran out because his team couldn't score in the in the west and yeah um, we've said it a million times before but none of these teams scare me when it comes to the abs playing them so even this i mean this nashville arizona series arizona looks pretty decent um but yeah they're just not scary <laughs> i mean let's like nashville's kind of run through them a little bit yeah it's, nashville what was the shots like 10 to 1 when or 10 to nothing and then they Arizona scored in their first shot in game 3. Yeah, like and and that's been the case is that Nashville they've the, the outshot them, outchanced them. They've done everything. Uh they just haven't outscored them. Like they've done everything else. And it hasn't been like special teams carrying them or anything. They've been they've been fine. It's just they get they the, the Coyotes the Coyotes have gotten the guys who have finished a chance in this in this game. Uh, they're they're getting outshot. Um, what was it like, fifteen to nine? Mm-hmm. And which which like that's not like a huge disparity. That's not like oh you're getting you're getting rolled. It's just this. It's just a continuation of what's happened. And the Coyotes are up one nothing because they they got the they they finished. Grabner just had one great shot, and that that was it. And it's been 
it, it, they are like I felt I felt good about Arizona taking out Nashville, but seeing how they've played, I don't feel good about them advancing. Like if even if they get through this series, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would pick them in against anybody out west, even Dallas. Yeah, I definitely yeah. would not pick Arizona. Da- Dallas belongs in the conversation with all these teams too. They haven't exactly been great, yeah. No. They had one good period. Dallas did against Vegas, and that was it. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah, I said it last week. The West does not look good. It's just it really maybe two or three teams, and that's about it. I think it's two because – and right now it feels like one and a half because the Avs look great, and Vegas Vegas looks good, but – if you're if Flurry's gonna play like that against the Avs, like we might be on our way to the third blowout of the, of, of Vegas this season. Yeah, where the heck's where's Pacioretty? Like he's not even in the bubble. <laughs> he they they gave an update on him today uh, that he was going to he's close to coming back. Interesting so. question here uh, from Facebook. It will be strange after the cup is awarded. Will the winning team get their traditional day with the cup, given that the off season is going to be like one month? Yeah, they've got to plan that immediately. Congratulations, you've won it. All right, McKinnon, take the cup with you home. This is your day. yeah, straight up. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Honestly, they and plus, do do the guys like do the black aces get a day with the cup? Or yeah, I don't know. They're still going to have the cup by the time training camp start the next training camp starts it's just going to be in the family sports center dude could you god i tell you what if there's one thing that would uh that would make lollipop park pop a little extra it would be the stanley <laughs> cup hanging out in the middle of it put the stanley cup in the middle of the laser tag arena <laughs> yeah that would be <laughs> awesome like encased in the middle yeah Taylor Hall in the town and you walk in and you're like oh, oh what's this Huh, there seems to be a Stanley Cup in the middle of our practice facility. Yeah. I mean, next season, th- their whole plan for next season sounds super, you know. Ambitious? Yeah, very ambitious, very optimistic. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, wor- they, what they're doing right now is working. Next yeah. season is a whole different thing. I don't know what's right. going to happen. <laughs> I, t- I, I mean, you got to you gotta at least admire the NFL for their willingness to just put their head in the sand and be like, it's not exist. We're gonna have fans of games. <laughs> Did you see that picture of the the somebody put uh, what's the <laughs> weekend at Bernie's in the crowd in L.A.? Someone paid for a cutout of Weekend at Bernie's, the dead guy, <laughs> Bernie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just behind home plate. <laughs> I've enjoyed the uh, I've enjoyed the fan cutouts of dogs. Yeah, the Those giant been- dogs. Those are amazing. Some of the pictures are like babies and stuff too. <laughs> it's been, it's been. I've, I thought the cutout thing was funny. I yeah. think it's been wildly entertaining. Yeah, for sure. This whole fake noise thing is fake crowd noise. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Fake noise as well. Yeah, that's and and what's it seems to differ from venue to venue, and yeah. so it's just like some sometimes it's fine. I don't mind it nearly as much. Like I really haven't noticed it a ton uh, in like in the NHL games. Although after Vegas scored yesterday, like they piped that in super quickly, where it was like the crowd noise and all. 
Mm-hmm. It came in really fast where I was like, oh, that almost sounded natural. And then it didn't at all. And it just sounded goofy because, like, you know better. You're like, that's fake crowd noise. Yeah, you can just tell right away that it's not real. <laughs> yeah. It's distracting, but I mean, it's whatever. I'm, she, I listen to it, some of the stuff on the radio just when I'm driving, and you wouldn't, you couldn't even tell that there's no fans there. Like the radio sounds great. I wish they could just pipe that in. Just forget the noise and yeah, just want to hear all the banging on the ice. No, well, that sounded weird, but <laughs> <laughs> the noise on the ice. We're not doing crazy anymore. I I loved it when Cassian went for the big hit right in front of the Blackhawks bench, and he missed, and you could just hear the entire. Bench just like oh, <laughs> just like that's great. That's the stuff I want to hear. Yeah, I do. I do really like uh, all the noises that you can hear, all the the conversations that are that the the TV the TV is still catching, yeah. even though they've like taken They're steps to quite a bit. But right, <laughs> but it's it's fun to 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 see some of the little things that you can still listen to. They're just words. I wish they could just put them on TV, but right. It's like, why don't you just mic all these dudes up? I'm Give us a ref cam too. Like, oh. I would be all about that. I just but, saw that first goal on Bobrovsky. <laughs> I did not watch that today. Yeah. Well, we do have to take our first period break here. So of course it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We have eight of them on tap down at the DNVR bar. If you want to get it on tap, the best way to have yourself a beer, or of course, you can always go down to the farmhouse in Littleton and pick up your beer directly from the source, whether it be the Avalanche Amber, the Mile High City, the Agave Wheat, and many others. They have a ton of amazing beers, and you can get $5 off and use code DNVR and pick up a meal from the farmhouse. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook's pick of the week here. I'm taking a game today. I'm saying, first of all, Montreal is going to finish off Pittsburgh. Not only that, they are going to blow them out. They're going to pick up four goals on Pittsburgh today, which you can bet on Montreal's over three and a half at plus 270. If you want to make some money with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can go that way. You can, of course, bet on every single NHL game. You can make player bets, prop bets, you name it. You want to guess who scores the next goal? You can do that. You want to guess how many goals get scored by a team? You can do that. You want to guess the over-under on a game as a whole? You can do that. You want to guess an entire series? Whatever you want to bet on hockey-related, you can find it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, baseball, basketball as well. Football, if it does ever return, you can bet there too. So they have you covered top to bottom with all of your betting needs. Head on over to your app store and download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can't go wrong with all of the amazing odds boosts they have every single week whether it be betting on a hockey game or betting on futures, you can often make a good chunk of change when you take advantage of their odds boost. Sometimes it's basically giving away free money. So download that app today, and for a limited time, all new users get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when you use code DNVR when you sign up. So jump on it while you still can. $1,000 is a ton of money. It must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus at first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 100-522-4700. Thank God they changed the disclaimer, so I don't have to mess it up anymore. 
Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So we've talked about the teams a little bit, but we want to rate a few highlights. We have 10 highlights on the docket here coming from Bubble Play. We're going to go through, we're going to break some of them down, and I want to get ratings on a 1 to 10 scale from you guys. See what you all think about some of the best and some of the not-so-best plays in the bubble. If we have a first clip up, go ahead and pick one, play it here. Colorado clip here. I think we all know what's coming. 0-0. Zero, zero. Kale McCarr is about to do something pretty, pretty mm. special here. Uh, AJ and I talked about it the other day. Seeing the bomb one-timer from the point, not something we're used to seeing Kale McCarr do, but uh, that one finds the twine, boys. So so what do you got? Give me a, give me a rank here. A one to ten? One to ten. I'll, I'll go an eight just because it is a McCarr bomb that you don't expect other than that, it's you know it's a point shot. We used to see that from the Avs, so I think the Makar bomb gives it some extra oomph. It's a, it's a fair argument. I'm going to go eight as well. Um, I like Kadri gets an assist for almost falling down and the puck hitting his skate. Uh, <laughs> I really like the I really like the Landy one time backhand pass where he just it comes to him and he's like, "Get this away from me." And then, obviously, like the Makar bomb, this is not something that we see a whole lot of. Right. He doesn't, you know. He's he's much more of a. He likes to he likes to drag and he likes to to work his way in and shoot and pick a corner. Instead, he just picked a corner by slapping it in there, and it's like, hey, if he's going to develop that part of his game even more. Oh, y'all look out! You know what? Uh, playing golf the other day, Adam asked me, what is the most beautiful motion in sports? And I, I ultimately said McKinnon dangling through a defenseman and, and putting a top shelf. But a Kale McCarr shimmy has got to be pretty high on that list. Nah, nothing better than a Ken Griffey Jr. swinging a baseball bat. Uh, that's very true. But, you know, I had to rep hockey at the very least. But <laughs> I hear you. Younger me definitely would have said Griffey's swing. I really like Tony Gwynn's swing, too. But anyway. (laughs) It's a a good one to like. I'm Barry Sanders. Anything he did. (laughs) He was so insane. Next clip. All right. We got Toronto and CBJ here. Oh, this was awesome. PLD to finish the hat trick on the backhand side. Not even that much of a move. To be honest. Yeah, what's Freddie Anderson doing? He goes to the backhand and just lets it be. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. He doesn't even like act like he's gonna go yeah. back to his forehand. Just leaves it on the backhand and Freddie just gives up high glove, basically. Yeah, well, and it was interesting last night uh on Sportsnet after the game, they were talking about how Dubois second goal was that snapshot uh on his forehand. Yep. And it was like, oh the Anderson was respecting him going back to that because he'd just gotten beat on it. And it's like, so you leave yourself super vulnerable to the move that he's like, makes no bones about him about to make. Like he's, he telegraphed that as hard as he possibly could. And then Freddie Anderson was like, ah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Like cool. Either, either you're twisting yourself into a pretzel to try and make excuses for the guy. (laughs) Or he just did something stupid. All right. High rating for the hat trick or low ratings for the goaltending? Uh, I'm High gonna rating give, for the hat trick. 
Yeah, I'm going to give it a 10, if only for that sick poke check by Techshare in the D zone on on AJ's boy. To It was like the perfect, you cannot poke check any better. You literally just take it, and then you're gone. You're, you just take it away from him, and you get the easy lane. So it doesn't get any better than that. Watching that dude fall out of frame as he tried to get back on defense, I was like, feel it. <laughs> feel it. And then, he, and then he scored, and I was like, oh, $11 million. AJ, 10 as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I give it a 91? <laughs> Got him. 9.1. An 11. 11 million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that AAV? Whatever his AAV is, that's what I'm giving it. There you go. Perfect answer. <clears throat> Trader out of 10. Um, next clip. Here we go. I think we're going to see another uh, another good one here. Oh. Another one of AJ's boys, but actually his boy this time, getting absolutely murdered through the neutral zone. Dude, he 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 welcomes contact. Yeah, he got right back up. It, but he, you don't need to invite it quite so much, dude. Got blasted by a dude who didn't even have a stick. Like <laughs> you could see, he was lining him up well before he, that. He didn't have a stick before the play. I didn't. Probably, I like. I caught the hit. I didn't see. I yeah. saw the stick laying there, but I didn't see that he was just like skating around without a stick. Yeah, no. He like he just circles back into the neutral zone, and like you can see him lining up fetch from the beginning with that play. And uh, yeah, it's, it. Uh, there were some great for him. There were some good hits in that series. Svech had a couple like, answer backs too, for sure. Yeah, I he's mean, got, it, he's got that mentality, man. He likes to hit people, but he's also in his career already. He's gotten rocked a few times. Yeah, just in general. I mean, that series started with Brady Shea lining up fast, and he never came back. So that you always wonder, like a guy that gets moved and then his you know plays that first game against them. And he goes, he goes real hard like that. You wonder, like, how much of that was personal? How much of that was Brady Shea being like that guy in particular? Oh, no, a little extra there. Yeah, yeah. Poor, like, Jess, poor Jesper. For, for some reason, Brady Shea absolutely hates Jesper Faust, and he's like, We're, "I'm going to smoke that guy." All right. So, on a scale of Z hitting Shifley to Matt Duchesne getting hit by Ben Street on his own team. What is the ranking of this hit? Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it. Duchesne getting flipped by Orlov. That's pretty high praise right there. Good. A good. A good hit. A Cole, good hit. Colborn getting flipped by Amelin. Yeah, <laughs> that was dirty pool, man. In a ten-one game. Yeah, ten to one. You're gonna do that. That was dirty pool. All right. All right. Well, here we go. Clip number four. Colorado up four nothing. Miko yes. of his own on the back check there. <laughs> Definitely not going to get as high ratings as the hit we no. saw, but it's nice to see Miko getting a little bit more physically engaged during the playoffs. Yeah, he was. That was that was Miko's best game uh, of the three that they played so far by quite a bit, and physically he was all over the place. That whole third crazy. period, he was on steroids or something like he was. <laughs> He was on it. Like there was at one point where he had the puck in the offensive zone, and he was just like, "I'm not. You guys just got to get it off me. I'm not. I'm going to hold on to this thing as long as I can." 
that him drawing that penalty when he cut into the middle of the ice when he had a clear shooting lane and I was like, yeah, tried to <laughs> again and like stuck his knee out and they kind of collided and it was just like super weird. <laughs> yeah, and then like it, it, I was worried. I was like, dude, that's how you get knee injuries. Yep. And when he took an extra second to get up, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was like, dude, <laughs> come on. Why didn't you just shoot? And then, like, everything ended up being okay. And I was like, all right. Whatever. Fine, fine, fine. It's all good. Next all time, right. just shoot, please. All right. So give me a give me a, a number on the hit. Okay, never mind. I'll <laughs> go with a three. <laughs> I'll go, yeah, with a, I'll go with a three. Okay. It wasn't a it wasn't a great hit. If you had the defensive play where he came back, I would have given that a ten. Yeah, well, in the first period, didn't go with that defensive play because we showed it off live on the post game. So, uh, okay, next clip. We're good. We're good. All right, we have Chicago and Edmonton here. McDavid scoring his hat trick, and I don't think we have the replays, but that puck bounced off of one, two different players. Double double doink. The double doink, indeed. Uh, AJ with the with the quick one, even though it's a hat trick goal. Hold on. I need a second ranking because uh, I did include this. Give me a ranking for <laughs> hat girl here. Ten. Ten yeah. for the hat girl. All right. Awesome job. <laughs> That's a tough throw. She yeah. Just enough on it. Two nothing, Arizona. Yeah. Bye bye, Nashville. He scores that ridiculous. Second goal of that game, and then that's the one we're going to watch and rate. Yep. <laughs> I said the best and worst plays. That's uh, right. So. <laughs> they can't all be bangers, man. Oh, Arizona. Yep. Evan, I, I need some numbers. AJ gave me a 1 and a 10. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with 1 and a 10, too, because you don't get extra points for a double doink. He didn't do that on purpose. Right. <laughs> if he did, is it a hard 10, though? Yes. <laughs> if you see somebody bank something off someone in purpose, which people do, that's yeah, that's a ten because that takes extra level of <laughs> hockey sense. Well, it was like the the Strom goal uh, to start yeah. that series. Did you know that that got coming. them going? That clip is coming. <laughs> oh, next clip. <laughs> oh, look at this. Speak of the devil. As uh, Mike Smith makes a choice to do something, Dude, what would <laughs> he makes a choice? That's a way to put it. <laughs> and then there are things you can uh, do in life. Strong and that was one of them. Bank right there. There's been some goofy goaltending, and this like the one where Flurry's like in the butterfly position, facing the back. <laughs> yeah. Boards. Yeah, that was wild too. Um, so, are, are we just reversing the score from the last one? Ten for the shot, one for Mike Smith existing. Uh, I'll give that one. I'll give that one a seven. Just a seven. Good, good Not hockey seven. sense. But it was. I mean, that's that's a gift. Yeah, because it's, it's so free. <laughs> that play started with a gift too, because Clefbond gave it to Kane right open the slot, and of course he takes a slapper from three feet away. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Because <laughs> and like he's not a guy that takes a lot of slap shots, and then he gets a, the puck by himself alone in front of the net, and he's like, "This is the time." That was. That was like what five minutes into game one, where Chicago was like, eh, "We're just here to have fun." I bet he was just like, "Yolo, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wind up and rip this bad boy." <laughs> oh god, a Kemper just ate it behind his own net. So there's a lot of great goaltending going on. Oh jeez, some dicey, dicey goaltending so far in wow. the bubble. But 
we got we got a couple more clips here. Let's go to the next one. Let's do this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Jonathan Drew and penalty shot in game this one. The goods. Montreal and Pittsburgh. I can tell you, Alan Walsh wasn't tweeting about that. <laughs> Both uh, of those penalty shots in that overtime yeah, were bad. Neither yeah. were good, but the Drew and one was particularly disgusting. He looks so bad to me. I don't even yeah. need to ask you for a rating on that one. That's an easy one. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's an easy LOL. Easy LOL. <laughs> yeah. Easy LOL. In terms of hilarity, it's a ten. In terms of uh, what we're doing here, it's a one. There you go. Yeah. Comedy, comedy ten. Yeah. Yeah. A hard uh, comedy ten. Two on zero here. A ridiculous <laughs> save. That they fell over. <laughs> no sense. Like instead of going into the butterfly, he like flops back and like bends his knees the wrong way. Does his edge get caught or something? That's kind of what it looks like happening. Because other than that, that's just like, oh God. How <laughs> 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 did he not get hurt? That's what I was saying. But That's the, for the, anybody who didn't watch that series, that's more or less Kyle Connor for that series. That's That, that might have been the only time you noticed him. <laughs> he was so bad in that series. And the Cam Talbot got away with that save. Yeah, that's why. That's why one team moving on and the other not. There you go. Give me a give me a save rating. A save rating. I mean, that's that's what it's got to be like a nine. I and mean, that's that's an insane save. <laughs> yeah, because that's just pure recovery. Like, yeah, can't give it a ten because of the nonsense that it was. Yeah, it's like <laughs> something has gone horribly wrong to get here, and then he made up for it. Yep. He gets a, a nine for his ankles just being intact at all. <laughs> Putting all of his body weight on it sideways. All right. All right. Next clip. I think we got two more, three more. Vegas with the puck here. A nifty little play. Ooh, by oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's. Clean his legs and put the puck in the net. Just honestly, more than anything else, the presence of mind to do that is so awesome. Well, he, he protects the puck from the defender closing on him by doing that as well. And then obviously Bishop's reaction is brutal. But yeah, more goaltending. Can we actually play that again, Kale? Can we can we play that one? We'll see if he remembers what clip it was. I already did. I because it kind of looks we see 400 replays here. It kind of looks like he gets hit in the face and he's grimacing oh, as he's doing it. It looked like he might have got caught on the stick there, didn't it? Yeah, watch watch his face when we get one of these other angles and you can actually see it. He kind of makes poop face. Who, who are we talking about? The carrier, yeah, <laughs> like sacrifice right there. Right look at him. <laughs> poop it face. Definitely, it, definitely <laughs> it caught the visor. I don't know if it caught his face properly. Yeah. But, yeah. but he he reacts to it where he's like, and you're like, yeah, and then and then like he's still he's mid move while yeah. that happened. Can't stop now. <laughs> that's yeah, that's an easy ten. Oh, Duchesne just scored. Well, like, I yeah, guess he hit the crossbar two seconds ago. That's impressive for a guy who got scratched. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, next clip, I suppose. Hold on, hold on. Well, what is AJ's poop face? Come on, the, you're grimacing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, you know, I think you like gotta see a doctor if that's your poop face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of those, like, uh, the, like that South Park episode where you. Oh, hot, 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 hot. It's a good thing it's Free Speech Friday, man. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> okay. Right. Play the next clip before it's too late. Right. We all know this one. Oh, yeah. The .1 second goal clip. I don't even need to play another replay of it. We're all giving that <sighs> a .1 out of .1. And and what was the 100 frames? You said what was yeah, the actual I, I time? The, like roughly, and I, there were 36 frames in the slow motion recorded at 60 FPS, and it took 23, which equates to about .037 seconds left on the clock. <sighs> Nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might you might want to tell that to the St. Louis broadcasters who whined about it for like half an hour. Baruby. Well, well, I mean he's he's the coach. He's allowed to whine about it. Oh. He's the one who actually <laughs> lost. Coaches something. whine about wrong stuff all the time. Yeah, like they they it happens all the time. <laughs> okay, I think that's all the clips. I believe we got them all. So we are going to yeah. take our second period break here as it, well, actually, no, let's do it this way. Which one of those was the Strava Craft coffee clip of the first week in the bubble? Kadri. Yeah, it's Kadri. It's, we're, we might never see that again. I, exactly. I believe we will never see a game-winning goal scored that late ever again. So if you want that type of energy, head on over to StravaCraftCoffee.com and use promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off when you purchase your coffee. And if you want to sign up for their subscription service, you can get 20% off every single time you buy. You can even try it in and around Denver at multiple locations if you want to test it out before you commit. The CBD is non-psychoactive and has really changed lives. It's been known to help anxiety, migraines, IBS, many other aches and pains as well. So give it a go today. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ruto, AJ, Evan, sitting around talking a little bit of hockey. I got I got some questions for you guys on the Avalanche. Since you guys are in the locker room far more often than I am, you guys walk in with the players. You see that you see the things about this team. Who's best dressed on the Colorado Avalanche? Zadorov. Yeah, you you like the like the tight pants that don't even go down to his ankles. You think that's the hip hipping with it? Sure. Apparently, I, I have no sense of style. Uh, for the record, <laughs> me neither. So. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Not the right crew to ask that question. Yeah. Apparently. All right. I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get uh, someone. We should get. We, we need. We need to get Allie for that. Yeah. Well, we should get Allie for that, and probably Allie for this next question as well. She, Ali and RK should do. They should have like a uh, on on TDSP every week. They should have like a, a fashion segment. Fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I I like that answer. All right. Who is the second best skater in the Abs forward core? Nieto, maybe. You think so? I'm trying to. Th- I just he's the first guy that popped into my head. Maybe Nemesnikov. Yeah, that's a good guess. Or a good answer. He's he's fast, but I really like his balance. He doesn't ever really seem like he's like Nachushkin's fast, but he always looks like he's on the verge of toppling over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I what I like about Nemesnikov is is. 
he's fast, he's quick, he's got the he's got the good acceleration. Um and and it's it's playable speed. It's not like it takes him so long to get up to top speed that he never like it it doesn't do anything for him. He's able to get there and he's able to make use of it and he's got good edge work. He is is Very able well Yeah. Yeah, he does. He really all of his skating is good. Uh, the good uh, edge work balance, all of it, I think, is good. I would probably have Nemestic off there. Yeah, I'll I'll stick with Nieto, maybe Berkey, on that. Confer's a pretty good skater too. Yeah, I thought about him too, but yeah, I mean, not Kadri. I'm gonna. <laughs> he's got kind of an awkward skating style, but yeah, Kadri's more of a finesse player than hit raw speed and skating ability. Yeah. Yeah, I would say skating's he is he he has succeeded despite being I would say skating is good enough to allow him to do what he needs to do. Yeah, I would say he's about an average skater. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think Landy's a lot better skater than he's given credit for. Once he gets going, he's really good, but as we know, he he like uh Nico tends to fall on his butt quite a bit. Balance Andy, is a big balance is a big part of skating. Landy yeah. ain't ever juking anybody. He What's that? Landy skates in straight lines a lot, which look, he has a body type and play style that allows him to do that and be just fine, but you're not seeing him walk around guys. Yeah. No. So I know it's hard to rank skating because Everyone likes to put it in one straight line, but there's many different facets to skating ability and style. So, just curious what y'all thought. Obviously, McKinnon, the the best skater of the bunch, but would would you guys put Makar at two on the team as a whole? Yes. Okay, I thought so. So, just curious, curious what your guys' thoughts were on that one. Yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good skating group as a whole. Mm-hmm. Where I guess that, <clears throat> we can expand this question then. Um, where do you rank the abs as a team in skating compared to the rest of the league? Because a lot of people mark them as this run and gun team, which I would say is somewhat true, but not fully. Um, I'm you know, that's tough because you have to really spend a lot of time with a with watching a team to get an idea. Um, Tampa Bay is really good, for example. I think, I think Philly is really good. Top yeah. five, top ten. No, I would I, say top five. Yeah, I think they're top five. Every, you, not everyone on your team is going to be a burner. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have your Belmars. Even Tampa Bay's got like Maroon and Kalorn and guys who are not like maybe Kalorn. Yeah. Oh, really? You're like ten seconds ahead of me on the stream. <laughs> Calm down, that's, Friedman. That's weird. But I, that's I'm I'm on a stream too. I, I know, me to, too. To up that internet out there, Evan. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I want to give a shout out to Austin Watson for cross checking guy in the face and yelling at the ref for calling it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I lightning. Um. I think Arizona's a really quick team too. Uh, and that's kind of why they I think gave the Avs some trouble this year. It's cuz they can at least skate with them. But yeah, I'd put the Avs in top 5 in skating. They're just especially when you have elite skaters, that kind of sets you guys apart. 
So that's your, without getting into specific numbers, you have Tampa, you have Colorado, you have Philly, maybe Arizona as the top kind of four in the league. Yeah, I just throw out Arizona because, I mean, Arizona even has some slow guys like Stepan, but they got a lot of quick guys. and Yeah. But, yeah, the Avs are up there. Yeah, they are. They really are, man. That's not an overrated aspect of their game. Right. They 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 get up and down the ice quick. I mean, when you you look at each one of the lines, one, two, and three, you know, Nachushkin may not be like a great skater, but he's fast. Um, you know, the top line obviously you have Burakovsky and McKinnon. The third line you have Nemesnikov and Comfer, and Donskoy is a good skater too. He's not particularly fast, but he has great edge work. And then the fourth line, you have Nieto and and Calvert with Justin Belmar as kind of the baddies in that area. So just all the way down the lineup, you've got got good to great skaters, and then you get into defensively, and Gerard, Makar, Johnson, and Zadorov are all good skaters for for their body types, and then some of them are just good skaters. And then <clears throat> the other two are... You know, Graves not so much, and Cole not so much. Yeah, but yes. like, like so Z, many of those guys, Z, Z and EJ, especially Z for how big he is. He it, it, yeah. he doesn't even have to look like he's moving, and he's just going to be faster than everybody. That's just kind of how he is. But yeah, this is a great skating team, and the goalies could move too. No, I don't. I've seen him do sprints. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> All right. So, one more uh, uh, Free Skate Friday-esque question here. If I were coming up with an award for the NHL, it would be the Martin Broder Offensive Goalie Award. Who is the currently the best offensive goalie in the league, in your opinion? Bishop. Benjamin? Offense? I'm, I'm, you know, Smith and, and Rene move the puck really well, too, but <laughs> they backups. For the record... Leading the league in points this season for goalies was Vasilevsky with four assists. Okay. <laughs> it's not something I particularly pay attention to, so I uh, i mean, I have no idea. <laughs> four assists for a goalie, like what the heck does that even mean? Puck, probably kicked a puck out and then got two-on-one with the Lightning, so who the heck even knows. But, yeah, yeah Rene's always been really good with the puck. Just the way he stops the puck behind the net, too. Um, he'll usually even just, like, smash his whole body into the boards just to play the puck. Um, Rene did score a goal this year, so. Yeah, he did. Short list. Uh, yeah, Bishop's good. Doesn't ultimately it's, it's come to mind. <laughs> Frankie's <laughs> probably the best Avs goalie in a long time when it comes in, to this in stuff. a long time man a long shot yeah he knows it too because he gets a little adventurous <laughs> and there because there are times where i'm like frankie 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 reel that in dude <laughs> and he'll go wandering and he has no qualms about it whatsoever yeah dude nashville is running over arizona right now i told y'all don't sleep on him try to tell y'all well, this, has been, this has been happening all series. Arizona will win this game anyway, but what can you do? All right. Uh, yeah, we're almost at 45 minutes here, so I guess any final thoughts, anything you guys wanted to call out about the bubble that you found interesting or, or weird or whatever? I really 
to be honest, I've consumed less content than I thought I was going to of like videos and walkthroughs and different things. Like there's a, a two minute Tyson Jost video on the abs like party area. Or yeah. And like, I haven't watched it. Yeah. I, I thought I was, I thought I was going to be super curious about a lot of those things. And then a lot of that stuff started to come out and it was all the same. And it was like, I don't know, like, watch this or I could watch the hockey game that's on right now. No matter. Well, it, it was just like, it, it was like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't different from another team's stuff. Yeah. There's, it just started to be like, oh, it's got like an abs well, logo or, and, you know. I mean, let's be honest. The amount of personality in these videos is <laughs> limited. Not, it's not like the NBA's behind the scenes videos. We'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, why did someone have to call out my Florida pick? so i I said last week i don't feel good about this (laughs) when you make predictions especially especially on record in which people can go back and be like oh this is what they said like it's you're guaranteed you're guaranteed to look dumb I watched a little bit of that Joe's video. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I watched a little bit of that Joe's video, and it's like mask is wobbling, and that's half the comments is like someone needs to teach him to put out a mask. But uh, I was watching the Rockies game last night. Uh, the guy that uh, Pablo uh, Sandoval for the Giants had his mask on under his mouth, and I was like. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Why are you wearing this? Because like yeah. there were other guys who had like their masks like pulled all the way down, and it was like okay, like they're not pretending. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are on it in baseball, but it seems to be a player by player thing. But like at least if it's like pulled down, it's cool, right? But his was like up there, but it was it stopped like right <laughs> at his bottom lip, and it was. What's the point of this, dude? Yeah. Um, and I, I know I'm, he's just having fun. I was just, I, oh yeah. Florida let me down big time. Um, mainly mm. Bobrovsky, but no, I would just say the NHL deserves a lot of credit because this has gone off a lot better than I think Very anybody yeah. could have imagined. This, this is like the ideal, um, the ideal outcome because so far there have been no major, no outbreaks, no positive tests. We haven't had any drama with any of the employees that live there that are coming in and out of the bubble on a regular basis. Like none of the, none, and that was my concern is that like those people, yeah. you know, that these places and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Like that it's, it's been great. It really has been. Um, the players seem to be taking this seriously. The games have been good. The production has been uh, for national broadcasts has been good. The, Regional broadcasts have been a lot more lackluster, but I imagine like trying to broadcast a game from uh, from a remote location like this is a total nightmare. The logistics of it have to be awful. Like I don't I don't know who's in the truck deciding switching to which camera and like which highlight packages get thrown up. Because if you're watching, if you watch the ABS games, like they feel like they're just guessing at times where they're like, oh, let's watch this, and then like. A totally different replay will pop up and they'll be like, well, that also happened. And then they talk about that and it just feels like it feels like this. This has to suck for them, for the production guys. Like this has to be a total disaster. I'm sure it's it's not fun, but it's uh, I I mean, the one thing 
I do think some of the hockey has been weak. I think some of these round robin teams are yeah. pretty clearly like Boston doesn't look like they're too worried about where what position they particularly get. Um, Philly, like even that Philly Washington game yesterday was ugly. I was watching it and it was just a couple quick plays. But other than that, I mean, it's it's been great to have hockey back, have it on pretty much all day. Um, yeah, I, I'm ready to get to the real playoffs, I guess, here soon. Yeah, and this, I think the format has been great. And I think that even though the quality of the hockey has kind of been hit or miss, I, I do wonder if this is something they revisit in the future. If, if like, they have, they have play-in series every year for seeds that are, you know, 8 to 10 or something. You know, or they just have a couple of quick play-ins and allow everybody else to get a little bit of rest and whatever, right? Like, I... I think this has been fun enough and that the it's gone well and all the fans seem pretty pleased that it would seem odd to just next year to just go back to that, to the old system, especially because so many of us hate the old system anyway. It's been, I mean, how many different matchups like Nashville, Arizona, we're getting to see all kinds of different looks that we don't get to see. And that's, I think that has been intriguing. And it's not just the same old thing. The only reason, and maybe you could just not have the round robin anymore, but I do think the NHL would be opposed to having winning your conference and division not mean anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd have to figure that part out. But other than that, like, I have become a proponent of season should be 70 games around there. And if they wanted to add this little 24-team play-in or whatever to the end of that, that'd be great. But I have kind of become the team that's 82 season, 82 games is too long. And I think they're, we're seeing that there are other things they can do. I I would agree that it's too long. I don't think that's ever going to – I don't yeah. think you unring that bell. Yeah, You're not going to convince revenue. all those owners to give up all that money. Revenue. So. Yeah. I, I do think, though, that there is room for something like this, a smaller version of this play-in, and really what you do with the top teams, it, it just can't take two weeks. And what you do with those top teams is that the season ends, and then everybody has a day off, and then that's a travel day for whoever needs to travel. And then that next day, you know, season ends on a Saturday, then Monday night you get you start with the play-in round, and it's a best of three instead of a best of five. And then, you know, by that weekend, your bat, your round one has started. You think best of three? I, I think they could do best of five in. A week I think it's too much time off for the other teams. Think the whole week is too much off. Yeah, because okay. then, then those teams are at a disadvantage because then they're they were they might be playing, but now they've got a week's worth of rest, and that's all good and well. But now they're all rusty, and game one turns into a sloppy mess for everybody involved. It's like a bye week. How, what are the records of those teams coming off a of bye week when they're playing teams that aren't? It's terrible. Those teams lose all the time. So I think that's a competitive disadvantage. And so that would be too much time. That's why I have it at best of three. And if you're not going to have like the round robin, the seating is what you earn during the regular season. Have it, have it be a best of three. It takes no more than five days and you're good. You get done and over with. Well, baseball's yeah. play in is just one game, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's just the one wild card day. Yeah, so it doesn't need to be best of five. They could figure yeah. a happy medium here, and yeah, yeah. I mean, then by the time Seattle gets in, they'll have thirty-two teams, so there'll be eight teams left over. Those teams could have loser fun. <laughs> well, and that's where that's where you you play for the lotto. Yeah, instead of, instead of instead of a lottery, you play for the first overall pick. Team tournament playing for the first overall pick that would be sick. Um, okay. Well, I love the ideas, but we got to get out of here for today. So I got to let all you guys know about WGT Golf. If you want to play some of the best digital golf out there with more than 20 million people around the world, head on over to dnvrgolf.com and search for DNVR3 to join our clubhouse. You can download on your phone. You can also play on your computer however you want to on true-to-life courses like Pebble Beach, Bandon Dunes, Bethpage Black, many others as well. So jump on it today. Come win our weekly tournaments. I think there should be a tournament going up tonight. I forget the name of it. It's the DNBR bubble open or something. I, I that was last week. Oh, was that last week? All right. Well, we'll have some sort of tournament. Oh, it's it's the big drive. The big drive. DNBR big drive tournament. That's right. You know, the golf thing I did yesterday. Quality memory, Rudo. Either way, DNBR golf. Good stuff. WGTGolf.com to play along. That's it for this episode of Free Skate Friday. We will be back on Monday. Be sure to tune into that show as we will have all of our predictions for round one on that one. So when we get them all wrong again, you can come back and make fun of us again. But until then, we will talk to y'all next time.